Well, listeners, in case you didn't get enough sports today, here's an ad break that'll tell you how to watch even more sports. YouTube is the new home of NFL Sunday Ticket. And if you sign up now, you'll get our lowest full season price of the year. Just go to youtube.com slash presale to get $100 off NFL Sunday Ticket. Watch your favorite team's out-of-market Sunday afternoon games, exclusively on YouTube and YouTube TV. All right, enough about sports. Go get more sports. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends June 6th. No refunds. You're listening to the PB1 Podcast, a seriously unserious show about the Canucks and their infamous top power play unit. Presented on the Dean Blundell Network, Ryan Hank, Ted Wong, and Bray Nurse will bring you the goods on everything Canucks, and maybe the odd food take too. So sit back and enjoy the ride. We'll take good care of you. Yo. Tucker Pullman, two oh. points last game. What was that? Tucker Pullman, two points last game. No kidding. My man. Yeah, he's good. He's good. <laughs> My I man, think he, I think what you meant to say is world beater. World beater. World beater. I don't think he is, but you know what? I'll let you play around with that idea. I will. I will. Uh, hey, everybody! It's Friday. We've had a busy week. Uh, this is the PP One podcast. Clearly, we're just hanging out uh, an hour before puck drop because that's what you do on a Friday after an insanely busy week. You talk Canucks hockey before you're let down by Canucks hockey. So we are probably, <laughs> you know what I mean. This is this is the yeah yeah I got you. That's this smart. is this is how it works. So uh, we are proudly presented on the Dean Blundell Network. It's it's a gong show over here, and we're gonna get into it. You can see that little black square up in the corner. We're gonna get into that little uh, that little piece of business. Manscaped decided to come for a ride for a month with us. So make sure uh, you guys uh, do a little bit of this, a little bit of that with uh, manscaped we're gonna put this out my mouse is not working or my what's this thing called touchpad trackpad uh go to manscaped.com enter the promo code pp20 for 20 percent off now we're gonna get into something about that because apparently there's a little bit of black friday business so you'll get a better discount but if you go in uh we'll send a link if you go in from the link we send and then you put in the whatever the twenty five percent code is. Um, you're going to get in on that action now. I think that starts on Monday. But still, if if like you just need to get that manscaped action before, you know that's 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 your call. Is so, that is that Cyber Monday or is that it's yeah Cyber Monday? Is that the, is that the one after Black Friday? Or is that the one? No. Before? <sighs> Yeah, I guess Black Friday would be the first one, then Cyber Monday, but maybe they reverse them. When you live in Canada, like we just, I don't know. Is, or is it, or is it Cyber Sunday, or is it Monster Truck Monday? Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. That's Monster also, Trucks. They Monster never Truck do that. Sunday. Yeah. So that's. Anyway, we'll we'll get into that a little bit later. Uh, I'm Ryan. Thanks for coming along, my uh, my mustache brother. It's been a while. Yeah. Oh, that's. I did drink the Kool Aid a little bit. I think it's that... coming in. See, because you've got a dark mustache. Mine's like that light brown, so it doesn't show the same. Like, I got a close-up. I mean, clearly, I got a lot more, but I also Yours is had, infinitely thicker than mine. I yeah. have, like, four years of growth, so, you know. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to... I have you in that, but yours just comes in, you're like, hey, what's up? I have a mustache. Appreciate me. Yeah, I think it's about, it's about two weeks. Are you, are you raising money? Not this year, no. Okay. Just I just couldn't get organized enough this year, or else I would have did it, but... okay. That's fair. Other things are going on. Too much. Uh, I only have rooms for so much stuff in my brain these days. That's true. That's true. That's okay, though. I mean, you're here to talk Canucks hockey. Like, what could be better? What could yeah. be better than starting your weekend off by me holding you hostage here for 40 minutes to an hour when you could be with your family doing something a lot more fun than talking about the well, Vancouver Canucks? the family just left, so I'm all yours. Oh, perfect. Nice. Okay, so this is by uh, by choice. I love it. So you had a little, you had a little thing this week. Hey, you're on CBC Radio, <laughs> and you morning. were also on. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was BBC Radio, and you also did ca- like uh, Connect Speakeasy, right? I was so I've had a busy twenty four hours. I was on. Uh, yeah, you were like a podcast slut today. I oh, just like getting in there, getting in uh, that microphone action. I was on Speakeasy last night with uh, Doug and Pete. Those guys are a blast. I completed yeah. the the. <laughs> I, I saw. I think Brady tweeted the the hot or the the triangle, the Triforce from Zelda. So now they've mm. completed that. So that's pretty cool. I might mail them some stickers because they're talking about stickers now that they've achieved that. Said if they got anything from like Publishers Clearinghouse or something. So, you know, you think they completed the set or no? Post mills. Said you know the remember the the stuff when you get all the post mills. There was like you when you join the Disney DVD club, you get good stickers there too. Yeah, right? that was fun. Yeah, that was fun. So yeah, yeah they you can't get any of the good Disney movies. No, you. Uh, I had a great time. They're all so much fun. We talked some coffee at the very end, so right up my alley. I probably spent another hour after that going on this guy's YouTube channel. James Hoffman is his name. Just just reviews coffee stuff. Coffee. Yeah. It's perfect. I I had to go to bed at some point, so that was a lot of fun. Um, and then, yeah, this morning I was on CBC Radio chatting about the Vancouver Canucks because that's all I know about. They didn't want to talk to me about climate change or... Um, you know, what's going on in local politics or anything like that. They want to talk about simple things, simple things. And then they asked, what's wrong with the Canucks? And that's when it got tough. Because <laughs> I only had, I, I like, think, where do I start? I spoke in hypotheticals, I think. So that's that's right up my alley. But yeah, there's a lot going on bad with this team. Jim Benning had his press conference this week, and that went exactly like we thought. Basically said a lot of the things that we were expecting him to say. And which is basically like, we don't know what's going on, but we're going to figure it out. Yeah, you said that eight years ago. And it's like, still... uh, I actually don't know what the problem is. Uh, but I think we got a real good chance of figuring it out once we start trying to figure out what the problem is. And he doesn't know. Yeah. Now, I will give uh, our very early on guest, David Quadrelli, mad props. If you haven't seen the question that he asked, like this is going to go down as one of the legendary questions against Jim Benning. So Jim, and I'm paraphrasing here, Jim, you talked about uh, last year that you needed two more years to get this team competitive and back, you know, back as a competing team. So now that we're a year in, has, has that changed? Do we only have one year left? And he basically like Mike dropped him. Jim's like, I don't have an answer for that. <laughs> like, I mean, I'll tell you what you want to hear in the moment, uh, but I, ha- I I have no, I hold no responsibility for what happens during that time. Oh, I just that's what that's what I hear when I hear nothing. Just dirty though, like absolute mic drop material. Yeah. And good for Quads for asking the tough question, right? I mean, he went after him with that one; it was perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he just slam dunked it. So that was, I mean, that's one of those ones you do want an answer for, but. At the same time, I get why, uh, you know, Jim's trying to hold on to his job. I brought up on uh, last night about uh, on Speakeasy, just basically like it does. It starts at the top, right? Like we can get mad about the on ice product, but that's the end result. We can get mad at the coach and then we can get mad at the GM, but it does start at Francesco Aquilini, right? Mm hmm. And then it's, 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 this is a top down business. It's always been that way. Yeah. Like we're mad at the result. We're mad at what we can see, but ultimately we need to be mad at the guy that's basically forcing this in like the directive. And then it gets a little bit more specific as it trickles down. I mean, specifics is the penalty kills, the power play is goal scoring, but you know, as you go up, it gets a little bit more general. So you go from coaching and then it starts about systems above that is about the personnel and trading away draft picks and and not keeping players and making sure what's going on and then above that is basically saying you know this is what i want to see happen you guys need to be competitive and yet they're not bottom line here whether you're a benning supporter or not i mean it's his job to put a a winning product together I and love it's Minecraft. Been eight, it's it's been eight years, and there's still no winning products, right? So what are? I mean, I guess he's got a couple of get out of the jail free free cards, right? I mean, he could fire the coach. That could be one. What, what does that buy him? Does that buy couple him another months. year? Let's. I I hope not. Couple months, I think. 
Tops. So, uh, I mean, and it just doesn't seem like there's there's lots of promises given out in the moment. You just talked about it two years ago, right? We're two years away from competing. We're, we're almost there, one year left. Mm-hmm. And, and, and still, like, if, if you were so dead set in being able to live by it then, why can't we live by it now? So there's, it feels like he's not taking a ton of responsibility for it. None. And I, and I would, too, if it meant if I took responsibility for it, my job was on the line. So I wouldn't want to take responsibility for it either. But now I guess, yeah, exactly, like, well, I get fired if I tell the truth. And I think that's the hard part. I think all we really want to hear is the truth. Just say, you yeah. guys, and but I've said this for, oh, man, longer than eight years, before Benning, that's for sure. Like some Marcus Naslin truth. That was, that I mean, was one of those. crucified a bit for that, but it was one of those respect for Naslin moments. It right? was 100%. When he said that, at first I think, oh man, you can't say that. <laughs> but at the same time, <laughs> at the same time, you're right. You respect him. You think, you know what? You said what we were thinking and we were right. And you said we were going to get better. You validated and they, it. And they did get better. They did get better. They, they did get better. And, and like, I think that's what people are asking for. I mean, it's been eight years. I think we deserve some honesty. I mean, a little bit of it, right? A little bit of it so uh, I, I it's just so so frustrating now we know things are going to be happening like it's things are getting pretty bad they're pk I mean, we thought things were going to happen last year too and it never happened so should we be surprised if nothing happens no i think we should be just gonna just gonna throw that out there that's probably a fair fair comment i uh, i think realistically and i've been chatting about this for the last couple of days Everybody's wondering, like, is Green going to get fired? Is Benning going to get fired? Realistically, I think they're at a point where they need to have a sacrificial lamb, and I think it's going to be Travis Green after Sunday's game. Win or lose, I don't care if they win tonight and they win on Sunday. I think Travis Green, they could win both games, to be perfectly honest, and I think he's gone. That buys Benning. That buys Benning probably, I don't know. It, it probably buys them till after Christmas for sure. And then I think depending on what happens in the meantime, they're probably going to have to make a move of some sort. Like it can't just be the coach, but they're going to, they're going to have a trade of some sort and it's going to be someone important. I don't think it's going to be in the, the Bo Horvats. It could be a JT Miller or Brock Besser. I think now that that comes in there, <laughs> Minecraft, <laughs> I, I've never played Minecraft. Is it a good game? It's like, uh, I mean, you should probably finish your thought, but yeah. it's like, it's a lot like Lego, essentially. Okay. Just digital Lego. You want. Digital Lego. Yeah, I mean, okay. digital Lego without a plan. Oh, it's like the Canucks. It's basically, it's digital Lego for Vancouver. Maybe there's a Minecraft Canucks game. My kids only play in like create mode. They don't play in like story or That's like all you game do. mode or whatever. Yeah. Anyway, back to my thought. Thank you for keeping me on track. I think that you're going to see a trade because that's also being rumored. You're going to see the coach gone. I don't know if Benning, excuse me, I had a beer burp. I don't know if Benning is going to be gone this season for sure. But I think if it happens, it's for sure after Christmas, probably around the Olympic break or right before. So at least they can cause it's have tip, some time. Because it's typical Canucks, right? They always like to make a splash before something happens like at the draft or um free like there, there's always something like they always have that thing every couple of years they're like guess what we got some news for you you remember you remember a year ago when i said we're two years away from uh from competing our team's window is right now i mean, bet you didn't see me firing the coach and uh <laughs> making a big trade suckers uh right, be- right before the right before the christmas olympic break deadline hey yeah uh, uh, curveball yeah but don't worry after that we're gonna hit that goal of mine that i projected yeah what was that goal again i'll get back to you on that mm, I, I don't i'm gonna pass on that question so the next thing is what happens if they, they seriously start thinking about Benning getting the axe. Who takes over immediately? You know the answer to this. Tracy McGrady. Wisebrod. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's definitely T-Mac. Like Wisebrod is the guy, right? Because there's no I one mean, else. It, I, it has to it, be someone it, on the inside. It better not be. But it better not be, but it will be. I mean... If, but if you're like, it, at some point, you got to just make wholesale changes, right? Like, would it not make more sense to bring up, like, bring up Utica to, to manage interim? Oh, because the maybe. current, the current, like, the current, the current team is, I mean, unless you really think that the guy underneath is the solution, you have to remove the current team, period, right? Mm hmm. 
Yeah. Because it's infected basically now, right? Yeah. Unless that's always been <laughs> unless that's always been Wisebrod's MO was to 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 slowly push old Jim out and end up taking his spot full time, right? Well, that'd be really sneaky. That'd be that's sneaky. That's really sneaky. Hey, you know, Wormtongue was doing his thing in in Lord of the Rings, right? I mean, he never let the king go. He was in his ear. That's maybe he's Wormtongue in this scenario. Maybe he's just playing the long game. Like I will, if I just don't say anything. Yeah, I'll be okay. Joel's on here. Good, uh, good Joel from Twitter. Good buddy of ours. Yeah, back and forth. But Joel thinks Weezbrog goes too, and I agree, man. I think. I think uh, once you fire the GM, you don't take his 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 constituents with him, right? Those got to leave as well. When you're when you're clearing out the cabinet, the cabinet goes. So, but I guess my question, Joel and Ted, is they they make that move, then who steps up? Like you have to have someone, or do they do it after the season when they've got time? Yeah, I don't know. I think you start looking, and then you if you happen to find a replacement that you think is good, then you make that move, and if not, then you. You have somebody that runs interim and knows it's an interim job. Now I hate to say it's, it's, it. This might be crazy, but this could be this could be a chance for for Ryan Johnson to just step in and, and man the ship and know that nothing is nothing is for certain. So he gets the I mean, promotion. You know, you know that he's got an assistant GM on the farm, right? I mean, he understands the players, the personnel. He gets the system. He under, understands how it works, and he's just a placeholder at that point to show. Yes, I have the chops and I'm ready for this position or I'm using this as as a as a learning curve to to add to my resume knowing that I'm going back to Utica and I'm okay with that. No. Nope. Or they find Abbotsford. somebody from Abbotsford. Or they sorry, Abbotsford or they find somebody outside of outside of the system that they can come in and fill the role and be a long-term answer because nobody's going to want to take this job for a few months, right? And not from but the it outside. Makes sense of an interim. And yeah, not exactly. From the outside. So like it's just toxic. Again, I don't know I don't know anything. Right. But I mean, from a business standpoint, with many other businesses, that would make similar sense. Yeah. I I think you may be onto something there. So Ryan Johnson gets called up as the interim GM, which maybe takes the job potentially if, you know, if things look good. So then you've got this. I, I would think that Ryan Johnson has a lot to learn, in my opinion, but go ahead, keep going. I mean, so did Jim Benning. I mean he was <laughs> an assistant he was an assistant GM, to be fair. Like we've always had the the backup, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. this would almost be par for the course. But then, um, I, I don't know who the assistant GM is in Abbotsford, but I mean, if he's interim promoted, then essentially that'd mean like the Sedins are interim promoted in Abbotsford. So they could kind of learn on the job a little bit heavier, right? And then at least you've got a guy that has been making trades, a guy that has been, you know, looking at talent and, you know, he gets he gets called up to the big club. You've already You already know what you have in him. So it's not like you're, you know, you're not learning. You're not getting somebody that is, you know, out of, out of the loop. He knows what's going on. He knows the personnel. He's played with some of them. Well, actually, that's not true. I don't think he's played with anybody on that team now that I think about it. But I I, I think there needs to be something there. And I mean, I, I, I don't know if I buy in that it is a wholesale change. I think that's the ideal thing to happen, though. It doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be wholesale, but it has to be it has to be your your number one and your number two yeah like i could see if you left you know financing in place if you left player contracts and negotiations in place and you left salary cap management in place all that makes sense those guys are specialists they're there for a specific reason yeah and then after the season you reevaluate from there but the two people at the top making decisions you need to remove those people completely and you have people in there that are placeholders Mm mm-hmm that are really not going to be making decisions. They're going to just be there making sure they don't burn the place down. Right. They're not in there to make huge changes. They're there to get you through the season properly. And then and then at, then at that point, you reevaluate everything else. Yeah. You, you make the big moves after. Makes sense. Makes sense. Uh, the penalty kill is dead last. They're 60%. By 5%. Like with a bullet, they're last. The penalty kill. This used to be yeah, one of the things... It was an absolute, how do you say, piss missile for last place. Yeah, like just freaking rocket ship in there. Done. By 5%, like they are dead, dead last. You like you can't kill this penalty kill because it's dead. It's over. How does it get that bad? And I know they're missing Sutter, and that's a big part. They've been missing Mott, which they just got back. But at the same time, like, come on, is it... Listen, man, if- 
Are you really if, that if, bad? If Mott, you know, if Mott and other menial injuries are are, are what's can, you know stopping you from winning and losing games, and your penalty kill being ranked last to not being ranked last, then you got way bigger problems than Mott's been injured. Oh, I know. I'm just saying, like these are the things. Like it'll at least kind of bump it a little bit. Now, I, I will disagree with you. It hasn't been historically bad. It has been in the last eight years, but not historically bad. They used to have a pretty killer PK, if I do remember. They did. They did have a good PK, but we're talking a completely different era now. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like I said, I'm I'm going to play the minor devil's advocate because it hasn't been historically bad, but re- been, recent historical. Histori- yeah, I mean, that's that's Joel saying that. That's that's It, it has been historically bad with this regime. Though. Sure, absolutely. I'll give you that. And one point you'll I mean, get a how far back uptick. into history do we want to go going back eight years is pretty far yeah it is pretty far isn't it i've been back home for nine so that's that tells a lot <laughs> so basically as long as i've been back home in Kelowna here the canucks have been sucky <laughs> that's a long time sucky it's a long time yeah I that's mean, a long time to suck we had the bubble run. That was a lot of fun. We had uh, the, the 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 Flames, the Calgary playoff. Oh, that wasn't that fun. No, it was not. But hey, it, the positive signing is uh, a few years later, after he was pretty basically done over with, we decided to go after Michael Furland because we felt <laughs> we needed him. And again, no disrespect to him, but that that was a bad that was a bad signing. It didn't it didn't work out. It could have worked out. I think all, all in all, I just try to leave that one alone. Sure. In, in, just because of Michael Ferland, but yeah. I know what you're saying. Yeah, I again the you know it was someone I the, go, the ghost of Michael Ferland. Yeah, I mean, and then you know, Zach McEwen and like there's just oh we could just yell like I nicknamed this this episode we yell at the about the Canucks for an hour. I think we haven't yeah, well, yelled, but we've been fair. We've been critical. We've spent a lot of money on guys like like Derek Dorsett and and Ferland mm-hmm. and Roussel, mm-hmm. and I think that was. That's not the right way to be spending your money. And Beagle, but not that uh, well, I mean, ilk. Beagle, not that ilk, but yeah. I know what you're talking about, though. Yeah. yeah, I mean, do we need to it, on Jim Benning's teams? There has to be a guy like that on your roster. Yeah, yeah, there's, there's, but there doesn't. But hey, what do I know? I'm just sit, <laughs> sitting on my ass on a couch talking well, about a team that fails. No, no, not a whole yeah. lot. So they again, the the penalty kill is basically 30 seconds until it's over so that's kind of nice at least they put us out of our misery early on every penalty so that's good so we maybe maybe their their goal is like well if we get scored on people will forget right away we'll just work on the next one it it doesn't we remember there's statistics on a website that tell us that they track that stuff so i don't like that now the the big thing today that i saw is that uh, our good friend Elias Pettersson is off the power play one, which in a normal year, that would be big news. Considering that he has been awful, like he just hasn't been himself. I mean, the team hasn't been themselves. But the fact that he really just hasn't clicked yet this season, and it doesn't really matter what power play is out there. I mean, he's power play too, so it's not like they pulled him completely. But... They're forcing the issue by trying to make fetch happen on number one, and it's not working. So, power play two is basically like a, you know, it's like the junior version of kind of what was on there, <laughs> what was on there anyway on, on power play one. So, it's almost like, well, one's different, but it's basically two. So, you can call it what you want. It's like when Batch tweets out the lines, like I tweet them in the, the order they come out. It's not like their first, second, and whatever. So, it's, there's it just bugs me it it just bugs me because we're talking about way too many things that are going wrong right now and even going into this season at least those things were okay you know what i mean like at least we knew they weren't great but they weren't terrible like we they there's a baseline that they could work from and now it seems like they've reinvented what that baseline is does that make sense yeah, I don't know. It's, it's fair. It's all fair. I mean, everything is like, it's like it. It's like you're living in Wonderland with this team right now. You just don't know anything. You, think it, you go out and get a guy like like Dickinson to help you PK the PK shit. You go out and resign. You resign. You know, Pedersen because you know that he's a trigger man on your power play. Can't play on the power play. You uh, you have 
one of the top scoring defensemen in the NHL in Quinn Hughes contributing on the power play and looks good out there. Power play sucks. I mean, he looks good. He's like, two points back of first for defensemen. Like you have, you know, you have a point hog in OEL out there that you trade for. Every defenseman that's ever come to this team other than Quinn Hughes can't put up points. Like, and if they put up points, we're not talking about like big points, like in the 40 point range, like these guys have been doing. I mean, the life got sucked out of, uh, I can't remember his name. What's his face from, from Vegas. Or Nate Schmidt. I mean, OEL, Nate, Nate Schmidt. I mean, and that he's was back a decent, tonight. that was a decent offensive output defenseman and has done nothing. did nothing for Vancouver. I don't know what's the system or whatever, but the last guy, the next closest guy to collecting points on this decor was probably Edler. Gone. Like, I'm getting too much time, Alex Edler, who I miss. But yeah, got a nice you know new I mean? helmet. <laughs> yeah, so, a nice new helmet. So I mean, everything is everything is in in upside down land with these guys. Like we're we're in the upside down now because anything that's supposed to be isn't, and anything that is isn't helping. Anything that is, it feels like you were just reciting like Alice in Wonderland or something like that. Yeah, whatever like was it. is, and whatever isn't is. I yeah, like- and then we have Tweedledee and Tweedledum running the show. That's true. Hey, it's Ryan from the PP1 Podcast on Cryer Media. If you're looking for a spot to advertise your company, your brand, your cheese wheel, some beer, maybe some donuts, this is the spot. Reach out to me via DM on Twitter or Instagram at always94, and I'd be more than happy to chat with you. Worst case scenario, we just become best friends. And how awesome does that sound? Um, let's get to a few of Joel's questions here. He says, sorry if I missed, if I missed, if you guys talked about it, my internet doesn't love me today, join the club. What do you guys think of the structure of this team from the top to bottom? Um, and then I, I'm going to just run through all three. Would having a president of Hockey Ops help this team out? And does this team need to be gutted? What do you think? Those are all like, that's a great kind of list of things because it, it you're basically running down kind of what will need to happen. So, structure of the team from top to bottom uh, are you meaning like the actual roster joel or like the team itself because i mean i i don't think the team like if we were looking on paper i think there was a chance this team was going to be it was going to be better it wasn't gonna be great but there had to have been improvement otherwise like you know they would have to gut it i think um but yeah having a president of hockey ops absolutely i'd more people like this is the kind of business like where you, if you can have more people um, at a management role in kind of structuring this team, it was just like when Gills was here. They had a sleep, well, not a sleep doctor, but they, they had all these different things going on, right? Like they had all these people that were in charge of different things. They had their wait a sec guy. They had, you know, they had a GM, they had a president, like there's all these things so that Everything didn't fall in one person's lap. Front office mostly. Okay, so is like, uh, is it is it like that 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 scene in Christmas Vacation when like Mister Shirley is walking through the hall or whatever, and he's got like ten guys following him, like all his all his minions yeah. that do different things. He's like, hey, Merry Christmas, kiss my ass, kiss his ass, kiss your own ass, go yeah. yourself. Yeah, pretty much, <laughs> pretty much. But you know what? Like if if you have people in those positions that are actually doing something, I mean, don't hire someone for the sake of hiring somebody learn that in retail if you have people in the right spots you're going to have a lot more people that are going to have input and you might disagree with some of those but that's where you get that structure from that's when you start having educated conversations where you can say no actually i've been seeing this happen good thing we're not doing this or stop doing this because we're seeing that this is going a certain way there needs to be structure and there is a very loose structure right now it's 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 a structure and it's and it's and it's a applying process and that's how smart businesses in today's age work. I mean, you have it's it's not one person that's calling the shots and for good or for bad, you live by that, right? Yeah. And I'm not saying that the whole thing. Ultimately, there does need to be like, you know, a final decision maker. Yeah. Or or to some extent, somebody holds more power than the other. But but it really should be people who are in specialized roles because that's their area of strength, right? Sure what you you consult all your best people before you come up with the plan and other people hold at any point one of these one of these persons can 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 veto the thing if it needs to happen right so mm. you obviously you obviously have to have the right people working together to make that happen yeah um you know and the gillis thing was 
I think did a really good job of that when he was in there, right? I mean, he's he he really lent on on guys like Gilman to help make and drive those big decisions and and scouting wasn't where it should be and they probably could have got you know more help into to to work on the scouting back in the day. But all in all, I think you have a better chance when you employ more smart people that have equal amounts of power so that you work work and make decisions together. Right. And and maybe at some point in your in your team's history or during a team's run you need to have that guy who's got the 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 all in or the nose or the understanding to make the big gamble and the big play but this team needs consistency they do this team this team needs some sort of a plan in place needs some sort of a process to get them through where they're at Mm -hmm. because this current situation doesn't fit so yeah i i would say I would say to to Joel that it does it does make sense to bring in a president of hockey hockey ops just to be in that role and then somebody else to be in a different role. Hmm. Yeah. So a little bit of a little bit of everything. Um, um, does this team need to be gutted? And if that's if that's from the front office, then I wouldn't say no. The whole team needs to be gutted because I think there's from a front end point of view, I think there's probably some good places. I think you need to eva- reevaluate everything for sure. Hmm. Um, as far as the team, the players that are on this roster, I don't know. I don't think this team is good enough. I'm, I think there's good pieces. I think there's some nice core pieces in there, but they've done a terrible job supporting those core players. Like, ask them to do so much right now. And and I think Pedersen's a pretty good example. That guy's supposed to be the franchise right now, and and he's not able to do it. And there needs to be players on this roster that can pick him up and help him. And this team has a weak bottom six, and this team has a weak you know, a weak bottom pairing D and it, you know, aside from that, even the teams that are on there, the players that are on the, the, the first two pairings, if you, the way the coaching is set up obviously isn't helping those players either other than Quinn. So something needs to change. And I, I think that there needs to probably be a fairly big gut, but again, the contracts that are on this roster, I don't know how we can make a big gut for this, for this current roster. So instead of gutting this team, do you think they could trim? Do you think they could do a little bit of trimming? Of course, they could trim, right? Like trimming, I, like I, I, I think they could do a little bit of buzzing, a little bit of buzzing. So, like, if you were going to be trimming, you know, trimming your roster, would you maybe use like the Manscape Lawnmower 4.0? This thing, I'm not going to use it on my face because it's been on my nuts. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, it, it does the trick. Ho ho ho, gentlemen! The holidays have come. They've come early. Hopefully not like yourself. Um, This is the year for Manscaped. And have they got the gift for you? It keeps on trimming. Santa's beard isn't so appalling. And we're not talking about this one when it's coming out of your trousers. And that's why Manscaped, the leaders in below the belt, below the waist grooming, have you covered this holiday season? Are we talking about Thanksgiving? Are we talking about Christmas? We're talking about both because it doesn't matter. It's available in our country, which is Canada. Join the 4 million men worldwide who trust manscaped to keep their trees trimmed and the ornaments polished go to manscaped.com hold up i gotta do this right i gotta do this right go to manscaped.com and enter the code pp20 for 20 percent off and free shipping free shipping nothing's free anymore especially shipping you know how much i spend on shipping like on absolutely everything Sending out summer skates, sending out, you know, hockey cards, whatever. Everything, shipping. It's through the roof. It's ridiculous. I hate it. So if they're going to give you something free, you sign up for that action. Now, Ted, you got your uh, you got your little uh, Manscaped uh, kit a little bit ago. I did. Yeah, I and got the 4.0. Prior to that, I had the 3.0 already. So this is actually my second go around with Manscaped. And, so, and I got to tell you, man, I'm like, it's 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 important. It's, a, it's an important piece. You got to be able to groom. I mean, I think the ladies think it's important. You got to be able to groom, right? I've been I've been using this stuff for a while, and how you can customize your subscription in Manscape is a big deal. You can have it arrive once every three months, once every six months, once a year if you like. You just have to make sure that you set up the way that you want it to be, and they'll make sure to send you replacement like replacement clipper heads. I mean, you're getting, um, you know, you can get a foot deodorant, you can get a crop preserver. I mean, all this stuff that you can add to your your bundle. Uh, for a pretty cheap penny on the week, especially if you use the code um, PP20. Okay, so here's the crop preserver. I, 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 I wasn't using ball deodorant before this. I wasn't. You know what? If I run out of this stuff, I'm going to be flipping out. 
you have to use like it's just it smells amazing you can go up to your significant other and be like smell my balls they're amazing plus i won't be chafing so that's good they've also got the boxers super comfy and they say manscaped on there people aren't going to see them but you're going to know that it's on there they're super comfy you get a little travel bag they've got like everything's yeah. there you got the crop you reviver the the, exactly the tool shed the crop reviver um this stuff's dangerous and I, I don't mean that in like an actual dangerous sense. Like good enough to be dangerous. Like you put it on, just don't, don't, how, how do I say this nicely? Um, it gets the job done maybe before you want the job to be done, if you know what I mean. Um, so use that stuff wisely. Um, it does keep things nice and nice and smelly nice. And uh, yeah, like maybe, you know, get, give it a test run before so you know what you're, you're up against because... Uh, yeah, you know it. It gets you to a place where you'd like to be. Maybe not. You know, if you're doing it right before work, probably not the best time to put that on. So just saying. I can uh, I can tell you right now that that the stuff works, and from experience over over the years, so over the years, it's 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 worth it. It's really good stuff. So I mean, we're talking about all the. It has experts. my genuine endorsement. There you go. I will say, being a new user for for Manscaped is. Uh, it does. It does the trick. It does the trim. Um, uh, you know, don't be stupid about it. Don't be trying to like, hey, I wonder if I can shave up my butt or something like. Like, don't don't be stupid. Use what it's made for. Clip around, trim around. It's got a couple different uh, attachments you can have on there. Like, don't be stupid. Now, the nice thing is, like, when I first heard like an ad read back in the day. By the way, PP twenty get twenty percent off free shipping. When I first heard um, these ads back in the day, like from other podcasts, they're talking. About, oh, it's got a light, so you can see in the dark. And da da. You know what? That light is awesome. Even when there's light on. You know what I mean? You can actually see. Like maybe you find out you do have an ingrown hair or something like that. You don't know, but it gets it. It gets in places where you probably can't be sticking a flashlight down there. Like it. It helps you out. Manscaped. Helps you out. So I'm just saying, you know, they helped us. So we want to help you guys. Make sure you get on there. PP20. I will be posting out. Uh, we'll probably do like a little quick ad read on like Twitter or Instagram or something like that to make sure that you guys know what's going on for next week. Um, they gave me some cool, uh, some cool graphics. Like, check out this stuff. Check out this stuff. So they got... Um, you know the performance package. You get you get the the nose trimmer. You get the reviver. You get the ball deodorant. You get the the absolute lawnmower. F you know for they've got here's the little package. You see all that. Your balls will thank you. I promise you guys. And look at this. Like if that doesn't scream profession professional, I don't know what does. So anyway, Manscaped. I love you now. You're part of my life. Thank you for thank you for partnering up with us because quite frankly, I know. Like, my wife's happy, which means I'm happy. Take it from us. We know what we're talking about. Manscaped. Blow the belt trimming. What's up? Get okay, back to the Canucks. That was, that was a lot of fun. If that wasn't a live ad read, I don't know what is. That was good. That was good. That was, that was the realest. Yeah, also, like I said, don't put it near your face because we don't need that. We don't need that. So anyway, what was Joel talking about? He had some stuff. Oh, yeah, marginally hit. I really, he was the only true top pairing D-man. I mean, really, I guess what's changed? What's changed? If if it's still nothing, just nothing. Quinn Hughes, that's not good. I mean, you brought it up at the top of your show, Tucker Pullman. Obviously, he's he's an outlier. <laughs> uh, it's Quinn, right? It's it's Quinn, and then there's just a bunch of there's a bunch of guys, and I don't guys doesn't always mean bad. It just means average. I think OEL has the potential to be more than just a, a contributor on this decor. I think he can be a guy to log big minutes, but obviously his full potential is not being utilized right now. We're not seeing the the, the puck possession theme that he was in years past. That's not there. It's not showing up. Yeah. Um, you know, and prior to him, the only other good D-man that was on this roster probably was was Edler and. And Edler was misused and overused in, in in many different spots. And when he was, he started to be picked apart a little bit. But, I mean, Myers is still there. That's still a guy that we're paying like a number one D-man and doesn't perform like one. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, Joel brings up other names. Uh, you know, we're looking at Pullman and Hamannick. And, I mean, what, what really do those guys do? We're talking about guys like Luke Shen probably having to factor into this lineup on a regular basis. Like, this is a real issue. 
Yeah, that we're 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 mad and, he's not on the roster right now. And and this is this is not a, I mean, this is not a very good this is not a very good decor. It's paid like a good decor. It's it's paid like a really like handsomely like a very good decor. Mm-hmm. But but the the talent it'd be it'd be completely different if these guys are being paid what they're worth and we'd be looking at this decor. Yeah, I could get better. Well, it's like the Sutter lot, signing, you know? right? It's like the Sutter saying, "Oh, it's a million dollars. That's what he's worth. Thank you." Yeah, Burrow's top four in Vegas. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's, it's. I mean, and that's just miscast, right? I don't hate on the Burrows thing because Burrows is being paid what he's worth, right? He's a debt defenseman. He's being paid like a debt defenseman. But Hamannick mm. is a debt defenseman being paid way too much. Yep. Myers being paid too much yep. for the role that he's being asked to play. I, I, he, Myers would be pretty. He would be. He would be decent to have if you had really somebody on their roster that could just just take care of their own end and let, let Myers roam instead of Myers be the one. But then I don't even like that because I don't understand the point of having a specific deep defensive defenseman on, on, on your team. I would prefer to have guys that can play both ends of the ice at all times. You're not in a league where... Yeah. You're not in a league yeah, where that if works. Your game is, yeah, you're exactly. Because if your game is that uneven, then why are you making the kind of money that you're making? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. If you're... You know why they wouldn't pay you at your job to do just? I mean, maybe they do to do just one thing. Like, hey, Ted, we just need you to do data entry, not sales and not everything else. But we're gonna pay you like you do all those things. Well, that's. I mean, that's great for you. That's great for you, not for anybody else. Like that doesn't help. It. it, Yeah. It's. It's just backwards. And now I. I kind of want to start something a little bit different here. You know how. I don't know if you've been following the Twitters or, or what's been going on at the beginning of the week. They're basically saying the next three games were going to dictate what was going to happen, right? It, I'm sure you heard something of that ilk, right? I, so, I did, but again, I, I, I don't know if I can believe it because do you remember us having this conversation last year before Benning had his pressure about the team sucking shit? Yeah. Now, what I'm getting to is, so things are bad, right? Let's bring this to a, rela- a different type of relationship you're heading towards a breakup, a divorce, whatever, right? Like things are clearly bad. Nothing's working. You guys don't get along. There's no, nothing pr- productive going on, right? You don't say, well, let's give it to the weekend. Maybe things will change. No, it's over. It's no. it's broken already. You can't just fix it overnight and expect like by Monday morning, maybe things will be okay. It doesn't, uh, it doesn't work that way. Yeah, I'll go back to, I'll go back to the Browns and OBJ. He was hurt. He came back. He was healthy. Didn't work. He got hurt again. He came back healthy. Didn't work. Cut bait. It's not working. You don't want to be here. We don't need you. Even when we're playing together, it's not working. They're still bad without him, but it's not working. So please just leave it alone. Like no when to fold him a la Kenny Rogers. Mm-hmm. Just make it happen. They just cut bait. You know what? It's not working out for us. It's not working out for you. Everybody move on. Hey, you might you might do well in your next stop. Great. But it's not working sure, here, fine. and we're not going to keep paying you. It's just square peg, round hole. Yeah. There's probably lots of other round holes you could find. We're looking for square ones, please. <laughs> just type that into the Google box, see what I can find. Uh, there's not a lot of, not a lot of square holes going on. Yeah, I that this team. I mean, it. I miss. I miss the Canucks that we all miss, right? I miss. I I, I missed the Canucks from two years ago. Yeah. That plucky bunch that was given her, you know what I mean? Stiff. That doesn't look like this team. No, like it's just it's so disheartening because there was a team that we all we all I mean a lot of us our age group we fell in love with that ninety the early nineties team and um, obviously that transitioned into some of the most awful years. But then then trans transitioned into the Sedines, into the West Coast Express, into a Stanley Cup con- a perennial contender, and then. They couldn't turn it around quick enough, and then it's like, and it just completely tanked. And they've been trying to play catch up for eight years. They've yeah, had a few bright spots. Here. They've had a bright few bright spots, but they've been playing catch up. What do we got here? Should I'm going to publicize this one so that you can read it because I'm tired. How many teams can we think of that have taken this exact method? How many GMs get this sort of run of mediocrity over promise and underperform and still have eight, have a job, eight years of it. Like look how bad Chicago was. 
Yeah, the the answer is none. I mean, I think we can go back. You look at those old Boston teams with like maybe when those old those old Chicago teams with like you know with Wirtz running them, right? Mm-hmm. Or or some of those old Boston teams, nobody could make any more money than than Ray Bork, right? And then so people would leave. Good players would leave because Ray Bork was taking a pay cut, and they couldn't have anybody else on this roster to make more than the great Ray Bork. It's mediocrity. Why? Yeah, this is what I don't understand about hockey, and and sometimes sports in general. Nobody is acceptable with this level of failure in any walk of life, in any job. But when it comes to hockey, people will live and die by what's currently in-house because you feel like you're not a fan or you got to defend what's there. If it's not good, it's not good, people. This is not good. So if you're still on the wagon, great. I, I, I applaud your, your dedication. But anybody who's off the wagon and wants this team to make changes to 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 impart success, then, I mean, you have to be okay with that as well. The answer is none. Nobody else. <laughs> well put. Well put. I don't know. I. It's just, it is. It's it's frustrating. We're not the only ones saying this. But there, there needs to be, there needs to be some kind of a change and start the ball rolling. I don't care how small or whatever it is. I mean... I talked about this last night on Speakeasy. You know what's an easy thing to do right now? You know what's an easy thing to do? Buy, buy yourself a little bit of time, and it's totally superficial. Skate jersey. Start there. It doesn't even have to be the full-time one. <laughs> it doesn't even have to be the full-time one. It can be your alternate or your second alternate. That's all it has to be. Just buy yourself some superficial time. Because I'm, I'm dead serious. These are the stupid things that we will pine over. Like, you know what, guys? And because this would be the time to do it. We're bringing back the skate jersey. And we're not just going to bring it back for a few games. We're going to bring it back as our second alternate. And you guys are going to see this nine times for the rest of the year. Or ten, whatever. They're going to go full Pittsburgh Penguins and go back to the yellow and leave the gold. And But it's, and it's not, I mean, we all want it. All of us want it. But it's one of those make the skate full time. Oh, I agree. I mean, it should be, but I'm saying that's not going to happen. So what I'm saying is you buy yourself some time with this because <laughs> it, no, it would appease a lot of people. You're it, right. It's stupid because we're that, we're that simple. You give us just that little carrot and a lot of people like, yeah, the smart ones would be like, guys, yeah, see what you're doing. Exactly. We are doing it because it's- we need to buy some time. When you do stuff like that too, it's weird. It's this mental thing, right? It's sort of just like it, it puts into place that washing of the hands almost, mm-hmm. right? I mean, mm-hmm. you're away from what was and you're in what is. Yep. It's uh, you're you're spoken speaking in tongues today, Alice. Eh? <laughs> it's 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 funny, but it might work, man. I don't know. Like it's you know, you never had Jerry, a jersey change could turn this team around. <laughs> it's I'm not saying it's going to turn around, but it buys. No, you hey, some I like time. the idea. I, I'm laughing at it, but I like the idea. It buys you some time. It's not you know, like even if even if they were shit now for the rest of the season, at least it would look good doing it. I mean, not that they don't look good in the current jersey, but you know what I'm saying. It's just like it's one of those things that it has nothing to do with free the skate or whatever. But you know what? You did bring it back and you made it part of your rotation for at least that season, the 50th for sure, and then you kind of snuck it in a few other times. You can make this work, and it's one of those things. Now you inject a little bit more into the retail sales. You can do a little bit more marketing. It's trust me. I get this. I know how. Like, I know how the sell works. Like, bro, can you believe we just got shit stomped by the Avs seven one again? Yeah, but did you see those jerseys? Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're we're pathetic that way. We are. So you do that. That's your first thing. You, it buys you, that probably buys you, and I hate to say this, this probably buys you a month or two. Now you've got some yeah, time to, right. you, you've got some time to move around. And it's, again, I went to school for marketing, took four years to get a diploma, but that's Could not you the imagine point. imagine if, if, if Benning rolled up in his press, he's like, we're, we're changing the jerseys, we're going back skate logo full time, let's go! Everybody would be so stoked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, like, it would work. Gotta look, gotta look good for your funeral, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah mahog what's that oh that's mahogany well he's already dead what does it matter like you got to look good when you're dead i <laughs> yeah, i'm just look saying good. look good feel good exactly anyway i think we're done here 
two of us we got we got lives plus the hockey game's about to start and i need to cry a little bit before i go to sleep tonight so uh make sure you guys check out like i said get back on that manscaped action we gave them a solid five minutes of, of promotion but you know what go to manscaped.com pp20 the pp is taking care of your pp is what i'm trying to tell you and uh i mean it's so clever it really is we're we're smart that way and um you know hopefully the canucks figure something out i i do think travis green's on the his way out after this weekend it's gonna be a rough road trip coming up too but you know change is coming change is coming it is um ted any final words do you have any any final words uh no i'm just ready for change okay ready for ready for a change okay i'm uh i'm up for that as well this has been a fun episode i it's like the more frustrating this team is the more i laugh so maybe keep sucking canucks just keep sucking this isn't entertaining for everybody clearly uh joel joel had a great time i know joel had a great time uh so on behalf of ted and i'm ryan and if i say and joel and joel and if i say tucker pullman you would say my man yeah he did it's a pp1 podcast peace out come on let's go to the blue hotel i want to live at the blue hotel the podcast that goes everywhere the imagination dares it's for the open-minded pleasure seeker it's jeff woods with the new podcast about relationships and sexuality theme-based with special guests blue hotel hotline at every episode climaxes with an adult bedtime story get a room and listen in at the blue hotel begins friday september 23rd The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jagged Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundal from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network.